When I was a kid in elementary school, there were three groups that you could participate in before class started. You had the safety patrol, and they got to wear this cool orange sash, and they would be on the corners in our neighborhood, and they would uh, make sure that the kids crossed the street properly. I think fourth and fifth graders could be in that one. And that was made up of, in my day, about 95% of the boys. And then you had the service squad. I'm sure that doesn't even exist anymore. I don't know what they did. That was 100% girls. I just don't remember what they did at all. And then there was the AV club. And there were two people in the AV club, and I was one of them. And I was a nerd, so it made sense that I would be in the AV club. But that wasn't the reasoning why I joined the AV, cl AV club. I joined it because, especially in the wintertime on cold days, you got to be inside the whole time. Because you had, in those days, to prepare all the movies and film strips uh, and slideshows that all the teachers had. So in the office, we'd go into the office, and there'd be a bulletin board. And on the bulletin board, it'd say the teacher's room and which movies or uh, shows were necessary. And you'd have to match them up and then deliver them. That's what we would do. And the films came in these uh, metal disc metal containers that were like this. They were kind of heavy, some of them, if they were longer movies. We'd have to move the projectors in there. We'd have to set up the projectors and all kinds of things. There were slides, and they, those came in small little, uh, they looked like medicine uh, pill, pill cases, and you, the, the slides were in there. The, the film for those, those things were in there. And you move the slide uh, projector in there. There are two types of slide projectors, the one with the individual slides and the one that uses a film. So we'd set up all those things. And it was great because in the wintertime, I was always warm. Stayed inside, didn't have to wait outside. It was pretty nice. We don't use these things anymore, of course. But what was interesting about these projectors, there are two things that are necessary for any types of, of these things to be seen. And what are the two things that are necessary? One, you need light. And two, you need the film. The film is useless. It means nothing unless the light is passing through it. And by adjusting the light, you don't adjust the film. It's all about adjusting the light so that you could uh, make it bigger. Or it, it projects. It makes it big. You do the focusing via the light and the apertures regarding the, 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 the emission of the light. It all has to do with the light and with that film. And for my children and some of the other children that are out there, you probably don't even know what film is. It doesn't matter. But anything that is projected out of a camera that, that, that you see, on, your, that you see on, a, on a screen, you need something behind it and something to project it. And the light is what's projecting it. and what makes it show. And I think that's important for our understanding of this gospel lesson. Because when Christ says, you are the light of the world, and so let your light show forth before men, we have to take this in a particular way. This is not meant to say that just because you exist, you are the light of the world. 
You're awesome just because you exist. That's not what Jesus is saying. Clearly, this gospel lesson begins, and Jesus said to the disciples, what does that mean? That means he's directing this comment to the disciples, and the disciples have already acknowledged to at least a certain extent who Christ is, and they follow him. They accept his teaching, and all of them eventually, except for one, will go to their deaths because of that faith. So, Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he's saying, you are the light of the world. So when he says, you are the light of the world, it's in reference to the people who follow him, not just to anybody. Furthermore, when we have this idea of, you are the light of the world, it's not meant to be that just because now you're a disciple of Christ, Whatever you say and do is good. No. It means that Christ's light has to go through you so that what is projected out to the world around us is not you or me that's saying something, but Christ who's announcing these things. There's a big difference when we think about this passage, if we think about it in this way, that it's not about what we are saying, because it comes from ourselves, it's about what Christ is saying and how we are projecting what Jesus is saying. He wants to use us as amplifiers. He wants to use us as that uh, projector that pushes out the light his light and only his light for the whole world to understand and see and come to know and love and follow. This is what we have to remember about this passage. Because so often we take things as this is what I am doing and it is good. Why is it good? I've said this before. Unless it is given to us from God, unless it's one of his precepts, in my mind, throw it out. It doesn't matter. But if it comes from Christ, then we can say it is good because that's the standard we can use. And it is with this idea that we understand this gospel lesson, that the light that comes from us does not, is not generated from us. It is the light of Christ. It is when we are acting in a Christ-like manner. It is when we are following the precepts that he has given us. It is when we are saying to the world that I am a Christian and my life and my words and my actions are going to reflect that. That is what is being projected or what God wants projected onto the world. He wants the understanding of his son, Jesus Christ, to be projected. That is where our light comes from. And when we project that, that is when people's hearts are changed. That is indeed when the world can be changed. Amen.